0: Hey everyone! Welcome back to another episode of What We Think.
1: Um, it's our and Madeira, obviously. Mm -hmm. And to start off, we're gonna do
0: our life updates as usual, Madeira. So basically, today I did my last section of my driver's course, which was really exciting. Um, for our driver's course, I think mostly, uh, like, everyone in our town does, you have to do five Mm -hmm. in-person driving, like, instructing, instructions, I don't know, and then you do one where you, like, watch someone else, so that's what I did today, I just sat in the back and watched this, like, random girl drive. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that that has been riveting. You know, actually, like in a bunch of places,
1: like my mom was so surprised when she learned that drivers ed here was like you only actually drive five times, and most of it is just sitting in a classroom and learning. Mm -hmm. Because when she did drivers ed when she
0: was our age, I guess, in Canada, like almost all of it was like she was in the car. Yeah, the Canadian, the things I've heard about the Canadian driving system, it just is so much harder to get a license. It is. There's like three stages, and my mom says before she could she before
1: she before could even get her learner's permit, she had to take a written test.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I know. That's yeah. crazy. Anyways, my
1: life update. I don't have much going on in my life. Um, I desperately, desperately need to start working out. Also, EVE is on Friday, so I'm super excited about that. And I found a new episode, not episode, new TV show on Netflix, which we'll see if it continues to be interesting. But right now it's quite captivating. It's called Turn, which is basically a, like a drama slash action um, historical TV show set um, in during the Revolutionary War. And it's all about spies. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Is it like Sherlock in a way? No, it's not no. as it's not as interesting to show it's not it doesn't even have it doesn't have as big of a budget as Sherlock either and it doesn't uh, certainly does not have Benedict Cumberbatch. It's Benedict Cumberbatch, right? That's yeah. the wrong one. No, no that's right. his name. Right. That's the British one. Oh my god. One time I called Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Arnold. I
0: knew that <laughs> Do you is... know
1: he's a
0: <laughs> dude, he's a historical figure.
1: He was like oh, a goodness. war general or something. <laughs> okay. Anyways. It was bad. Uh, moving on, moving on to our uh, what's it called? Our episode topic for today, mm-hmm. all about diversity in the media, which is kind of great because Madeira is our resident movie TV show expert.
0: <laughs> okay, so basically, we, um, just to start off, why we were thinking of this topic, um, I don't know if many of you guys know, but I don't know, like a month ago or so. A new mm-hmm. T V show came onto Netflix called Never Have I Ever, which is like produced and like I like directed and written maybe by Mindy Kaling, an Indian American actor. hmm And so Yeah. Yeah. And so basically it was one of like the first TV shows which was basically just about Indian Americans and it it's like starring Indian Americans. So mm-hmm. that was really cool. Yeah. But surprisingly, it kind of got a bunch of backlash specifically from the Indian American community because they were saying it didn't represent us correctly, which Mm -hmm. I was like, because once you think about it, like if there's so little to choose from in Indian American like shows, Mm -hmm. like if one of if the only one that you have isn't like a good representation, of course, it's going to get you like a little angry. You know exactly
1: well, yeah. So, like, the whole thing was like it was like the first show, like, teen show kind of starring, um, a, like an Indian American actor with like a lifestyle, like, that a lot of like Asian Americans can relate to. Mm-hmm. But then it was kind of disappointing because it just like portrayed a bunch of uh, quite a few stereotypes. Um, but honestly, in my opinion, at least. You gotta take what you get, and we, I like. I still like, even if I wasn't able to get through the entire season. If I'm gonna be honest, <laughs> I'm still supporting that show because I want more that are gonna get better. Yeah. Like, like, no offense to Mindy Kaling, but I personally think that her best role was when she was Kelly from The Office.
0: Yes, that was amazing. But like that brings us to the bigger idea that we wanted to talk about today. Which was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fully like diversity in the media not just indians like just everybody um and how it's really just we're really not there yet in terms of (laughs) oh my goodness okay so we'll in like today
1: i think what we're gonna kind of focus on is like just like just general representation and then also like how that relates with like I don't know if it's, like, quality or, like, quality entertainment. Mm -hmm. Is that what, like, the Oscars is? Like, quality movies? Yeah. But anyways, so we're just going to be talking about how that translates to, like, award shows and stuff like that and how, obviously, because we're called what we think, how it um, kind of affects us and how representation, what that means to people our age. Mm -hmm. So, personally, um... Well, when we talk about like diversity in the media and movies, like there's a lot. I think this started a couple years ago in 2015, 2016, um, when the when the Oscars nominated had no gave all the acting nominations to white actors and actresses, and that kind of started this hashtag called "Oscars So White," and that kind of blew up. Mm-hmm. And then after that um 20 the same thing happened in 2016 and then that kind of put a lot of pressure on the academy um because very interestingly even though like a lot of like california is like quite a like a quote-unquote like a liberal state it -hmm. still has like a bun like their academies and like all of their award shows are like the furthest behind in terms of diversity or progressiveness
0: oh wow yeah it says here that a Mm -hmm. grand total of 32 oscars have been handed to people of color and that's out of all the oscars that have like ever been given only 32 have been handed to the people of color and yeah acting oscars
1: yeah out of the acting oscars that's crazy
0: yeah and a lot of people like the common argument that comes against this sort of stuff is well yeah if those movies are just like worse then of course they're not going to get an oscar like you can't make it a race thing but Mm -hmm. sorry it's not about the race Yeah, yeah yeah so
1: basically so actually um this is also how i was like i thought about it um actually just like a couple of months ago my mentality was like you know it's not about race it's about the quality of the movie it doesn't matter if a man or a woman directed it or who if it starred a person of color in the end what matters is like if the movie was quality and artistically like good or whatever the oscars qualify as a good movie then it's gonna win or it's gonna be nominated otherwise it's not so it's not a race thing it's not a gender thing it's not a sexist thing but as i learned when i was uh when i started looking into this a couple of months ago that's not the case at all
0: Mm -hmm. just by looking at how the oscars is set up everyone who's on like the voting board of the oscars is am i right as a white male Mm -hmm.
1: yeah not not everybody but like the vast majority of them are like white men like older white men because what it was before was the oscars when they established uh people who were in like the voting academy or whatever it's called they're like generally more like established or they have like a role of influence and You know, that's predominantly given to white men and like what they view as like an artistic or powerful or emotional or quality um, will or may or will differ from like what everyone else thinks because only 19% of the current members of the academy are people of color and only 33% so one third are women. Oh, wow. And did you know these numbers are actually after the Academy made a promise um, in 2018 to double people of color and women by 2020? So they've done more than double, but only 33% of um, Oscar voters are female. That's after they doubled it.
0: That's crazy. Oh, my God. Wow. So, and, like, if you're like, okay,
1: 33%, that's one third. The United, like... Men and women, that's like 50-50. That makes no sense. And 19% are people of color. Like minorities together make up like, I think, 40% of the United States. And I I think in like a couple of decades, we're supposed to like outgrow or like outnumber the number of white people here.
0: Mm -hmm. And even if it just goes like past, maybe if they might have like some sort of inner bias about like liking a movie that has like white actors, maybe it's just like going past that. There's also the whole idea of resources and mm-hmm. when, if we're thinking about like really prominent directors and who have like a lot of experience and they're just very talented and will put out good movies. Yeah, and yeah. if they are just continually casting white actors or actors that aren't people of color like as their leads and in their cast, then mm-hmm. that definitely puts those actors at a disadvantage like you know what i'm the saying people of color the actors mm-hmm. yeah kind
1: of i yeah i, I kind of get what you're saying also like it's important to say like just like the big budget um, mm-hmm. movies um definitely like those are generally like not given out like those roles are given to like people in col- color which is kind of actually surprising because a lot of i don't know if they're big budget but movies that oh no Movies that have a bigger bigger budget that strike people of color, like Crazy Rich Asians or Black Panther, did crazy good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that, yeah. So I don't understand why that's like that. But anyways, that's just, and the reason it's so important, like representation, um, it's because, because of like how it affects or how it influences not just culture and society, but how the youth, like how we view ourselves um, in terms of media, because it can, yeah.
0: Yeah, like I can't believe like when I was growing up, my only representation was Ravi and Jesse as (laughs) Indians in the media. That's so sad. Like I can count maybe on like one hand or two hands the amount of Indian actors I know in American media and like... Oh, wasn't there one on Big Bang Theory? there was one on big bang theory oh but yeah I there one. was i, was like the I don't know either. his name at all that was like an old show he was yeah. such a stereotypical in, yeah it, mm-hmm. it yeah it was and like it's just it definitely just is like a subconscious thing for kids if they don't see people like them in these positions of power they're gonna think of themselves as less than maybe like their white peers and just feel like they can't make it to those successful positions
1: And also, like, I don't know about you, but, like, when I was little, like, whenever I drew people, they would always be white. They wouldn't be Mm -hmm. colored unless I was drawing myself because, like, that's how I always saw people in media are represented. So, like, basically what your idea of, like, ideal is, that might change because Mm -hmm. of what you see. And, like, for example, like, at least we had Ravi and Jesse or, like, maybe there's – I feel like there should be other – Examples. I don't think there are of like Indian Americans specifically, but of like different minorities, ethnic minorities. Mm-hmm. Um, but even the generation before us in the Simpsons, Apu was like the only colored character, like at all. Um, not colored character. Sorry, uh, Indian character or South Asian character in uh, mainstream TV on the Simpsons. And actually, because of like the stereotypical way that he was like portrayed. Um, a comedian, an Indian um, comedian made a documentary Literally called The Problem with Apu
0: Was Apu voiced by, like, an Indian person?
1: No, it was a, a white person And then I think just a couple months ago After, I think, the whole Black Lives Matter thing mm-hmm. Kind of blew up He was like, I'm not gonna voice this guy anymore Because, you know, me being white voicing and the, uh, Voicing someone who's Indian like, the accent that he used also, like, I've never heard a South Asian in that accent before.
0: Yeah, it's just, like, there's obviously people who are Indian who could be doing that role. And, like, mm-hmm. there's ways that we could get, like, our culture better represented in the media. And I, it's just, like, it's weird that nobody's taking that step, you know, to just, like... Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's so important to explain this even though just because even though
1: people like might be like, Oh, yeah, you know, diversity. Yes. Yes. Like, I feel like we really need to hit home like how much this kind of um, matters. So like, let me give an example. Um, oh, yeah. So I was gonna say that this reminded me of when I was watching I think last year when Spider-Man Far From Home came there was this one actress and she was like included in like the main cast on the credits thing and she she didn't have a speaking role or anything but she wore a hijab and that was like I was just so happy like the entire movie I'm just like oh my god because they portrayed somebody it's empowering honestly like even though it was just last year just think of how much more it would matter to like a an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old or a ten-year-old seeing somebody who looked like them in a positive light you know Mm -hmm. uh being empowered making good decisions being like the protagonist it makes a difference because it's relatable and it makes you feel like you oh my god is it cliche to say that you belong (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's true yeah yeah i guess so anyways that's my little um tidbit tidbit
0: Uh and just like when I was like looking even further like okay actually wait (laughs) like when I was thinking about it like there are ways that like there is Indian television not that there is Bollywood but that Mm -hmm. isn't the same thing there has to be a way for like to have Indian American or like Chinese American you know Mm -hmm. like it's a whole different culture Mm -hmm
1: it is because it, yeah definitely that's like Indian, that doesn't even count okay because like mm-hmm. i can't really relate to any of the references in that because i've just i've grown up here and it's really sad but i can barely speak uh, our native language which is Urdu. um but speaking of like chinese-american representation i thought fresh off the boat so funny oh my god it was amazing it's like an amazing show i don't know if it's still going on but i was really happy about that oh and um, something else that we forgot to mention is this year, um, which was, like, a big nod or just a big, um, yeah, a big nod, basically, to, like, international films um, was Parasite. Actually, I actually haven't watched it. How was it?
0: It's pr- it's good. Like, it's a good movie. I don't know. It, it was kind of like... It- not, like, scary, but it was definitely, like, a different type of movie than I've seen. But it was very, like, very well thought out. And it's interesting because, like, apparently the lives that they live is, like, some, something that, like, actually happens in... Oh. Yeah.
1: Really? That's so cool.
0: Yeah. And it's Anyways. Like, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. The point I was uh, bringing this up is just to show that um, this year uh i know trump this is getting a little bit political but it's my opinion and that's literally the point of this podcast like trump was feeding out like was saying at a rally being like how did like a foreign language film not even from america win an oscar and everyone was going like boo parasite or whatever but like if america is like totally made up of immigrants then why are the people mainly represented and i'm saying mainly because of course you're going to have like these tidbits of diversity thrown Mm -hmm. in your token diversity people or even if it's not token diversity you might have one or two shows that have people of color um on screen uh aside from that mainly like the ideal american or like the ideal protagonist um is either like white or a male or just not in not in a place it kind of enforces like privilege that's already in society and it doesn't really give a leg up in terms of like empowerment because a lot of culture and like social cues are taken from our media right and because of that that's why it's so important Mm -hmm.
0: definitely
1: anyways that was a good thing to think about Uh, Let us move on to our next segment, top five. So let's spin the wheel for top five. Ooh, and I actually updated the wheel. Um, I added a few more things because when I was looking at the wheel before we started, literally half the things, every time I spun it, we'd already done it. So mm-hmm. I added some new interesting ones. Um, Madeira, I'm so sorry to say, but yours were kind of basic. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just like imagine the sound of the wheel. Brrr. Foods you hate. Foods you hate? Okay, top
0: five. Ready, set. Actually, I don't have the timer. You say ready, set, go. Time. Oh, wait, let me get my little clock out okay ready set i'll go um i hate stew like chunky stew i think it's the grossest thing ever um like, interesting okay um i hate goodness uh i hate like rye oh i hate parsley with all my heart oh my god what I, that's I, so I cannot weird eat parsley. parsley has so much
1: like flavor you know what's weird celery okay don't even get me started <gasps> You ate my celery sandwiches today. Okay, I'll (laughs) explain. I'll explain when it's my top five time. Go, go, go! You're Uh, ready. Oh
0: my god, this is so hard. I eat like everything. Like (laughs) I'm not like a picky.
1: Okay, fine. Like top three. I don't know.
0: Okay, Um, one more. see one more. Um
1: my list is okay, not like I, can't foods I hate but i just like dislike or i'm like differential to that people are like shocked and they're like how could you you are not human okay you got okay you got. so parsley i don't know for some weird reason you have you hate parsley and stew okay i it's not that i hate this i just don't particularly like this um do you know what biryani is
0: i love biryani we have it every sunday okay what it's so good okay. it's chicken
1: biryani okay so basically biryani if you're not indian or desi you might not know this um so it's like this delicacy it's like this eaten on like special occasions at least for us and uh mm-hmm. homemade it's a very it's like very aromatic uh rice and it's usually served with meat like chicken or goat um or lamb mm-hmm. and it has like a very like very rich aromatic very um spice so really good most white people like it most mostly everyone likes it actually except for me so my parents (laughs) for chrome everyone have told this to me they're like you're not indian how can you not like this And i'm just like i'm sorry i just don't Mm -hmm. um okay biryani celery just tastes so weird except for like in sandwiches with other things i ate the celery sandwich because i just i needed food um today that's why i ate it
0: okay (laughs) that's okay
1: I'm sorry, Mandira, but like the t- <laughs> celery is really good in like a tuna sandwich. Oh yeah, and tuna what are some other things, bro? There's a couple things that I do not like. I can't stand. Oh, okay. So there's something called the chiku milkshake. Chiku is like this Indian or South Asian fruit, and a lot of people have it in like milkshakes, like ice cream. Cannot stand it. It's too gritty. Um, what are some other things? Oh my gosh, I should have been thinking. Of the- pickles. What the hell is people's obsession with pickles and mustard? Gross. I love mustard. Do you like mayo? Of course, I douse everything in mayo. No, okay, that's good. a lie. I yes. use mayo in all my sandwiches. I can't have mayo by itself.
0: Um, Oh my gosh, why is this so difficult? What is something I can't stand? Banana chips for some weird... They're some weird so dinner. good. Okay. Oh,
1: no. This is also sodas. I can drink a little bit of soda. It's not that I don't like it. And chips. Potato chips? No.
0: What? You don't eat potato chips?
1: <laughs> no. No. I don't, okay I don't.
0: that's that's too much now you gotta stop anyways
1: this is <laughs> this is why I'm not that picky except for like a couple things like potato chips and biryani like everything else I'm partial to
0: anyways oh so
1: that is my top five more like a top 10 I put so many things on the list and it says way over 50 seconds definitely mm-hmm.
0: definitely okay well let's move on to our pop culture topic basically speaking of representation mm-hmm. i guess we can start by explaining well for me personally i really like for a long time i didn't understand why celebrities needed to be good role models um so mm-hmm. i can attest to this i for a long time <laughs> like stand priyanka chopra because i was like you respect the art you don't need to listen to like what their views are and like what they say that might be controversial <laughs> but he, uh-huh. we're gonna talk to you a little bit today about like why it's important that celebrities like use their platform to like spread for good, good messages yeah power like not just celebrities but influencers in general
1: okay so like one of the things that i was like speaking of um Priyanka Chopra this is another bollywood reference there's this actor called amitabh bachchan who's like super big in bollywood yeah. like he's like a like a bollywood god basically mm-hmm. um and he's like a, he's i'll give it to him he's a very talented actor he's really yeah. good at his job but he's so he's a snake oh Wait, my god really? yeah I he's no such idea. a snake because basically, what it is, is he kind of piggybacks on whatever political party is ruling. So, right now, that's like the BJB, BJP party, um, which is like kind of Trump, but taken to the extreme. And they hate Muslims, which, um, if you guys don't know, I'm Muslim, which is kind <laughs> of a problem, a very small problem. And right now, they're trying to get Muslims banned in India, which is oh very my gosh. interesting. Read it. We should actually do an episode on it. It's called The We Should Totally Do an Episode on It, and I'll explain it more in detail. But, anyways, he supports like the Prime Minister of India who. Oh, wow. I'll leave it for another day because I can already feel my anger spiking. <laughs> anyways, this is why it's important to be good. Okay, so, anyways, I'll like talk me through. I will be your counselor. Explain to me why you liked Priyanka Chopra and what what does that mean in terms of celebrity influence?
0: Okay, so whatever. starting off, I always loved Priyanka Chopra because, you know, she's Miss World, she's beautiful, and she's just like... She was Miss World? 2000, yeah, she was Miss World. Oh my She's 18 years old, she won the entire competition, and I was like, this woman is so powerful, she's such amazing representation, and she's like an actor, she came from Bollywood, she made it to Hollywood, like nobody does that, you know? But then... Mm-hmm. Over time, she said a few controversial things. She said things about, like, wanting, like, supporting the, what is it, like, nuclear war on Pakistan. Is that right? Yeah.
1: I, I don't I don't know. I don't really follow her. What the heck? She did. I'm sorry. I'm looking at pictures of her for winning Miss World. <laughs> She's so pretty. What the heck? Okay, okay I'm going to stop now.
0: And also, she supports, like, all these, like, skin lightening creams, which is, like, a bigger problem, just, like, in India's culture. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. just, like, her, but, like, still. She, yeah, doesn't really need to, like, push those on all her followers to use. And, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, basically, what I want to... Yeah, sorry. No, 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 you go.
1: Okay, so I was going to say that, like, um, like, Priyanka Chopra, great person. She's, like, super warm and nice and everything, but, like... If you're a celebrity or a person of influence, you should like use your platform for because people will look up to you inevitably, mm-hmm. because you are a public figure, no matter if you signed up for it or not. And if you are a public figure and you're people look up to you, you're a role model. And what are role models? People follow their role models, right? Then they're going to want to do things like you. And For example, skin lightening, they'll be like, oh, it'll make you look more beautiful. And it's like, oh, you're supporting, you know, self-love or beauty. But that's not self-love or beauty because you're just saying if you the lighter skin you are, the lighter skin you have, um, the prettier you are, which is Mm -hmm. so messed up. And maybe we'll go into it in more detail. But anyways, it goes way beyond just like Priyanka Chopra. There's so many um, celebrities out there who I believe just aren't using their platform or should be using their platform um for things like what is like one let's actually have an idea so it's not like all depressing what if we do like one that's like not doing a good job and one that's doing a good job
0: okay okay so like thinking about it in like not just like an empowerment like sort of thing but also a sustainability aspect maybe Mm -hmm. um you know, like I'm a big fan of the Kardashians. Like I love them; they're <laughs> so funny. But like, the amount of followers that they have. You know, Kylie Jenner is the second most followed person on Instagram. And I know. Wait, who who's the most first most followed? Oh, The Rock just Pastor. You'll see that in our what we read, what we, hear post from like two weeks ago. The rock <laughs> just pastor her, um, but she was at the top for like a long time and this family Uh just uh like rules the internet but they just don't pay attention to the sustainability and you can see like kylie jenner has 16 cars like none of which are electric yes and it's just like oh my god when people like see okay so this is what you do when you get money is you buy cars you buy these like fancy sports cars and it's cool to buy all these fancy sports cars like if they and live in
1: like these huge houses and stuff and Mm -hmm. buy so much clothes like clothes are nice but like just anyway sorry
0: yeah like the amount of energy it takes to make these things and the fact that like basically the kardashians like through their actions they're saying this is what you should be doing with your money, like, this is how you live lavishly, it's just, like, buying materialistic things, then it's just Mm going to make all their followers feel like, okay, well, I'm going to do this. Like, oh, I made a ton of money. Let me go buy a sports car. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no. That makes so much sense. Like, I think that's something that people don't really
1: stop to consider. Like, entertainment is always good, but this is also, like, another, like, kind of, um topic leading off of this that we should explore is like entertainment is always good you know tv shows movies is always Mm -hmm. good but a lot of the times there's hidden themes or underlying messages that might be pushed in what you're watching um subconsciously consciously it doesn't matter but these like themes or ideas they like kind of over time change your mindset towards like either a group of people or a lifestyle you know um Mm -hmm. yeah and that's like i'm trying to think of an example of something maybe um what is considered like maybe like what's considered cool like um which like through like tv shows or um i don't know what's i i'm trying to think of like a good example that's not like stereotypical or cliche of something that oh what about, like, the concept of, uh, oh, 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 the white savior trope? Oh. I was actually, so this is, like, kind of very interesting. So, like, what they'll, like, for example, and, like, this is kind of related to the TV show that I'm watching. Like, I now more consciously, try when I watch TV shows or movies, even if I'm just there to enjoy it, like, try to be conscious about what type of messages, like, they're trying to send to me so I can be, like, um, you know, you, like if there's something to learn, I'll learn and something to be like, just, you know, ob- observations, basically. Mm-hmm. So like this TV show that I'm watching, it's a historical drama and I noticed like this white, the whole white savior thing is because if you have like a main protagonist, you want them to be good or or role models or what? not role models, but you just want them to be viewed in a good light by the audience, right? And so so this is during, this is before slavery so it was banned, so this was in 1776 and there was a bunch of slaves. And it showed um, the their owner like taking really good care of them, being really nice to them, and you know fighting for them or whatever. And like I found, I was like, oh, that's like you know that's all good and everything. There's like, and of course there's like good owners and things like that too. But it really, really downplayed what it literally meant to be like like owned so they Mm -hmm. showed like they showed like a friendship between like the housemaid and the owner and i'm just like they they look like they're close friends and they're talking and everything but i'm just like bro you're literally you bought her like you bought you bought the person and they're your friend like and what type of message is that sending to the audience like even if you're an ob if you're viewed as an object you can just because so if you're owned by somebody but you're they're nice to you that makes it okay like anyways
0: yeah the white savior trope is very
1: interesting that we should try to explain later um it's very complicated um but
0: other examples sorry Yeah, um, let's get to that positive example. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so basically, I'm obsessed with, like, the Vanity Fair. I think it's Vanity Fair. Like, the What I Eat in a Day videos on YouTube. Oh, my gosh. Really? Okay, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) So, it's basically where, like, celebrities kind of go through, like, everything that they eat on, like, a normal day. And I was watching Ian Somerhalder's. Like, if you don't know, Mm -hmm. he's Damon from The Vampire Have you seen The Vampire Diaries? Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so sorry, but the Vampire
1: Diaries—they're all so old. They do not look like they're in high school, and that's I could true, not watch more than two episodes because of that.
0: I just could not. Wow. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> even if you did not like the show, um, Ian Somerhalder—he's like super sustainable, okay. and he was basically like mm-hmm. the whole time he was on there, he was talking about like how much energy is put into his food and how he's like super conscious about how sustainable the food he eats is and that's like an example of like a celebrity using their platform to be like this is something like like telling their audience like i like i'm a celebrity and i care about sustainability you know and that sort of gets like drilled into their minds that like it's cool to be sustainable you know you know yeah no
1: not even like drilled, but it like just makes it because like some people will be like even if people deny this, it's so, so true. Like, be like, it takes too much time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. Like, if I care about it too much, if I'm being, like, a hard ass about it, basically, what are other people going to think? Inevitably, that's going to be a lot of people. So I think that's really important, too.
0: hmm
1: Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, what? No, no, continue. I'll say my thing later. You're going to be like, oh, my gosh, sorry, are you kidding me? But I'm going to say it anyways. Go, go, go. I won't forget it. I don't worry
0: um yeah well i was thinking we could wrap up the podcast oh okay <laughs> wait tell me your thing okay. really
1: fast and then we'll wrap it up okay another example of something <laughs> another example of like a not role models but like a celebrity or an influencer that's like kind mm-hmm. of using their platform for good is um bts and i'll let me explain um it's actually not that difficult to understand Mm -hmm. um they have like a huge like their fan base is super dedicated and like insane like they're like like there's their fans like they buy everything to like support them and watch their videos a bunch of times to get their views up or whatever so they're like insanely dedicated to them and i was like kind of looking into like why and i thought that it was like really cool like all of their messages and their music and also music is another form of media which we fail to talk about (laughs) in our diversity (laughs) but oh well um like the messages they send in their music it's not about um um hate or um like heartbreak or like depending on love from a different person or like you know how like inevitably there's like some repetitive themes in Um, like, and you know, like there's some music that talks about like drugs or alcohol or drinking or partying. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, that's all good and fun. And that's part of life, I guess. But like, it's also important to like, think about like the message that inevitably sends to like the audience as well. Like thinking about the lyrics. And so like, I was looking at their lyrics and it's a lot of it is centered around like self evolution and like self love and growing as a person before you like can even be with somebody else, which I thought was really cool
0: that is really cool just like positivity
1: Mm -hmm. like spreading spreading like like mental like mental health awareness like self-help and they also do like societal commentary through their music which is kind of cool or they used to now they're like kind of famous so they can't get in trouble by like saying bad things about their government i guess
0: honestly anyways Yeah, I was kind of skeptical about your BTS obsession, you know, at the start. But I, yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I'm, I support it. <laughs> yes, I understand. Like, it used to, like, I was, like, so fascinated, but, like, how the hell did they
1: get so popular? Like, mm-hmm. they're not that popular. They're not mainstream. I don't think they're mainstream yet, but I was just, like, very fascinated. They're, because their choreography is crazy. Like, so I watch like a bunch of videos about them and my obsession has definitely died down now. So it's not really an obsession, but I definitely say that I like them. They're so, and they may wear quite a bit of makeup, which is a slight problem for me, but also you can't really see it. So it doesn't bother me that much. They're very pretty Mm boys.
0: (laughs) Okay. Anyways. Well, we're at, like, the 38-minute mark. So. Stop it. It's a 40-minute episode? Oh, my I know, gosh. But we talked about it a lot. We covered it a lot. It was good. It was good. So, well, uh, basically, we'll see you next week. Um, be sure <laughs> to follow our Instagram at what we think podcast and DM us anytime if you have any, like, tips or ideas or just anything you want to talk to us about. Anything we anything we missed
1: in the podcast, mm-hmm. and also, guys, if you made it this far into the podcast, I applaud you. <laughs> if you didn't, if you listen the first five minutes, I'm just so happy. And give us any feedback that you have. We would love to say, get some feedback. And also, um, if you listen to
0: this to fall asleep, I'm happy to help. Yeah, we're happy to help. For sure. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. We'll see. <laughs> Mm-hmm. we'll see you next week guys <laughs> bye bye bye